0: When Sharon and I were in our mid-twenties, uh, we pastored a small country church in Wisconsin. And there was a lady there, Pearl, who was uh, about four years older than I am now. <laughs> she seemed very old to us in those days. And she had grown up in the Great Depression and then World War II. And so her understanding of supply chain and such was significantly different than ours. Um, when we had meals in, in the church, Shar would go along behind Pearl and pick up the napkins that Pearl had saved because they didn't look like they'd been used very much. And she'd chuck them out. And uh, I, you know, we, it was just kind of. Quaint to us. We didn't really understand the fullness of it. I remember going to her house, and uh, it didn't have a basement. Its floors were very uneven. Uh, the ceiling was less than seven feet. So, just, you know, there were times I was wondering if I was going to scrape my head. And she had a wood cook stove, and she had lived in meager circumstances all her life, and the effects of like the Great Depression had been significant upon her. I can remember a time when my mother would describe World War II of having cards that you could only buy so much stuff in at certain times. And as a kid, you just kind of, whatever. She showed me one of those cards, and it meant nothing to me. You know, it's like, well, what's that got to do with today? I, I describe that to say that understandings of the times vary with your background and your training and everything else, right? And so there are times when things are in a position and you're just, you're just not sure where things are going or what's, you know how things are going to happen. Um... Bringing that type of thing into the day, uh, as you know, Shar and I got into sustainable living stuff ten, twelve years ago, and we felt it so deeply that it that you think that crisis is coming anytime you know and and that obviously wasn't so, but um, there are things that I look at now and and they just they make me. Look, you know, back then one of the—I the ch- tell it i was eating fruit one day and I bit into one of those annoying tags on an apple. I, I know why they do it; I just don't get it. You know, it's just wrong, right? So I, I start looking, and, and it's from—I um, want to say. One was, uh, in the bowl at that moment, there's a piece of fruit from Africa and another piece from China or Asia. And I'm looking and going, this is a strange food chain. This is, you know, what would it take for this to be disrupted? And uh, how many have been in a store recently and there's an aisle that's just completely clear? It... It makes you think twice, right? At least if you're a thinking person, it makes you think twice. Um, we may be entering different days, right? And we want to know, what should I do? What's what's appropriate? And I'd like to tell you, I wish I knew. <laughs> I, I want to talk about truth a bit today, and, and I want to... Chase some of those things. As long as I'm on that topic. Food jumped 20% last year. It probably is going to jump more this year, right? That's the projections. When you go to the store, why don't you buy one extra thing of something that you eat normally? Put it in a box or a tote, and just start doing that every time you go to the store. One thing. You know, I, I'm not asking you to do like we've done and gone buy wheat and things that last 20 years. I, I get it. That's not your, your thing. But it, lot, I hear people say, I can't do anything. You know, there's, it's too big. No, you can do bite-sized things, literally. <laughs> buy a can, buy a box, set it aside, and then in a few months, if you haven't used it, go back and use that and replace it. And then when you're happy with the amount you have, say good to go, okay? But it's, it's, it's simple, it's little. I, I bring that up because we don't necessarily know that things are gonna stay the way like they've always been what we've known as the truth of our day may have different ramifications of what we think for down the road, right? And so our lives may change in ways we didn't anticipate, and we're going, okay, it's, an, it's a new reality is the way we would describe it. That said, it's a little unsettling to me when we're looking at war, so to speak, and... At times the news that's coming across have pictures of video games that are being given as the war, right? And or you're I, I was listening to one thing and, and somebody's going, If you don't understand the Donbass region, you don't really understand the conflict. And I'm going, uh, Donbass, that doesn't that sounds like a fishing pro or something. You know. And I'm going. I guess I'm ignorant. And you can go look it up yourself. But that said, there is a an uncertainty to believe the things that were given, right? I mean, how many have taken a picture of someone, interposed it into another setting as a gag, you know, and just published it with them, right? one of my kids put my face on a little mermaid and sent it to me years ago. Uh, they had a good laugh, <laughs> and I did too. But you know, the skill of that makes us understand that we don't even know if the pictures we're seeing are accurate, right? There's, there's a certain skepticism that starts to build in a person. In Scripture... You know, well, you know, we're not, we're, history gets changed, pictures get changed, visuals, conversations aren't even guaranteed in recording. And you're kind of going, okay, how do I know what's truth? And that, <laughs> when Jesus was, was before Pilate, And Pilate says, are you the king of the Jews? And uh, Jesus goes, my kingdom's not of this world. If it were, my servants would be fighting right now. And Pilate goes, so you are a king. And uh, Jesus says, I came into the earth to speak of truth. I came in to reveal truth. I, I came to testify of it, and everyone who belongs to the truth listens to my voice. And so he's going, you know, people have talked about God, they've made assumptions, There's been, but he says, he's declaring, he's God in the flesh. So it's not just, it's just not conversation, it's reality. And so Jesus coming to earth has this um, essence about it that says, this is undeniable. When he rises from the dead and we say, that's different than anyone else has ever done. He's establishing there is truth, and truth can be known. Now, Pilate, the cynical politician, who's had everyone pulling at him, trying to persuade him to make different rulings. He just goes, what is truth? (laughs) That's the day we live in, right? There's kind of this relativism that my truth might not be your truth. How can we actually know a real truth? And that challenge is out there in front of us. I, uh, I'm reminded of the, the story in, in Jeremiah where Jeremiah has been telling the king Babylon, yeah, with Nebuchadnezzar, yeah they're going to conquer us. And nobody wants to hear it. They're going, we're the people of God. We're in the city of God. That can't happen. And uh, <laughs> there's a prophet named Hananiah. Hanani, starts with an H. Um, and, and he's going, it's all going to be good. It's all good. God's going to protect us. And Jeremiah goes, uh, no. You're helping the people believe a lie. Your well-wishing is not helping the issue. You're, you're saying pleasantries isn't doing any good in this moment. In fact, Jeremiah tells him, because you've done this, you're going to die by the end of the year, and in the seventh month it says he dies. you kind of, Whoa. wouldn't want to be in that situation. But it, it, it draws me to some questions. Are the voices I'm listening to, or are they just the voices that I want to hear? And, in, and, and I'm, am I saying things that I know people just want to hear? It's like, when is the last time somebody told you something that you didn't want to hear? And when is the last time you actually told somebody something they didn't want to hear? Because if we have a love of truth, sometimes it steps into those arenas, right? Now, if we're just caught up in kind of a relativism that says we can't really know what truth is, so let's just be nice to each other and let's just talk pleasantries and let's just say the things that that make us feel good, it's actually an abandoning Of what's real. It's a dangerous place to be, right? But we live in a culture that that that's common. And yet, Jesus was declaring very plainly, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He says, no one comes to the Father except by me. And the scripture regularly is declaring that Every knee will bow before Him. Every, in other words, He's going to judge all of us. And, and so that, that has to be kept in our thinking. And that He is going to come back. He is going to establish a kingdom of His rule in a way that we've never seen. And it has to temper our thinking. We can't just let that go. And just get caught up in pleasantries of the day. Um. <laughs> it it gets complicated to know truth, though. I when I was in my period of angst, as I called it, many years ago, and I'm trying to figure out whether God's real or not, and I I ran across this passage in Ecclesiastes that really just spoke to my heart in that moment and and gave me some peace. And it says, I've observed the burden that God's put on man that keeps them occupied, humanity. He, He goes, He's made everything beautiful in its time, but we can't fathom it all from beginning to end. And what He's saying is, there's something in our hearts that knows this reality, knows this eternal perspective, but we don't have the minds to gather all the data to make the, the true observation. We, we, can't, we can't accumulate enough information to know it all. They're going, that's exactly where I'm at. I know that I'm ignorant in some things, but I don't even know what that ignorance is. And I have to hope in God, because He's the one who made it all. He's the one who keeps it all moving and in place, made it beautiful in His time. And if He'll give me insight, I have opportunity to step forward through life in a way that lives with this ignorance and an to understand it all. Um, it, it gets more complicated than that because there is our own ignorance, but also we're told in Scripture that there are people that deceive us. They have their own agenda. They have their plan of what they want to accomplish, and they'll say things that at times, cause us to to be fooled. (laughs) I'm going through some of the bad for just a bit. There's an ignorance that can't get it all put together. At times, there are people that will lie to us and lead us astray. There are times when we willingly walk away from truth. It's almost as if a kid's sitting at a desk. He's got the book open in front of him and there's Legos on the side. What chance does that book stand? Now, he knows that or she knows, whoever they know. <laughs> if I invest in this book, it's going to open the doors to my understanding and yield fruit down the road. Every one of us knows that. If I will apply myself to what's here, it opens the door to new wonders. But the pleasure of the moment is creating something wondrous with the Legos, right? It's that momentary distraction. Now, that creation will come apart, most likely, it's not even going to last the day. But in the moment, it just seems like the right thing to do. And in some ways, we wrestle with that all of life. We, We wrestle with what's... What's the good approach and the big picture thing that will yield value to life compared to the immediate fun? And and the Lego decision goes on and on and on with us. So we at times walk away. And in Romans one, I, I feel like that's what what's being declared when. Um, it says they chose not to glorify God or give thanks to Him, and their foolish hearts became darkened, and then He gave them over to their own desires. And it's like saying that they knew what the right thing to do was, they knew what the appropriate activity was, but there was stuff right in front that just seemed desirable and, and Eventually, it says, God, just let them do it. So when I look at that, and I was thinking, because I knew what I was speaking about, so when we're singing the songs this morning, I thought, if I can hone my mind in this for at least a little bit, that's a positive step forward. I don't know if you've ever been distracted during worship, but there are moments when I'm not here, I'm not sure that you've ever had that experience. Have you ever counted the lights? No, <laughs> not now, not now. But if we can hone in, even for a moment, I feel like it it draws us into reality. And if we can keep that going, like during the day, every now and then, just clicking in with what's truly the big picture it will help us to keep from stepping into just the dark and wandering on Uh, there's there's more bad news and i'm going to walk through it quickly in second thessalonians it says that the lawless one who comes is going to do who's a messenger of satan Who's the father of lies? Who's the the liar in <laughs> all things? You know, bad enough that that there's a supernatural one who is a lying lying voice in our lives. He says he he will develop people who will even do miracles and signs and wonders that are false. If there's that possibility to be fooled, and it says. God uses that to send people a powerful delusion because they refuse to embrace Him. And I'm looking at that and going, I need to respond to the voice of God when I hear it. I need to step forward into truth when it's there before me because it is not guaranteed that it's going to stay there. Have you ever been in a situation where you're looking and you're going, you know what, I feel like I had a better handle on that thing a few years ago. I felt like I was doing right and making good, better choices in this area of life some time ago. And, and it's a fair question to ask, okay, but why don't you feel that now? Is it because you are actually seeing a bigger picture, or is it because you intentionally walked away because you weren't happy with the insights that you were getting? You know, are, are you stepping away simply because you just chose this saying, I, I don't like what I'm seeing so I'll just ignore it. And then there's a moment where you're going, I don't even remember what it was that I forgot. I just know that I don't seem to have it in place like it used to be. But that's a very real capability in our lives. Titus says, all is pure to those who are pure, but to those who are corrupt and unbelieving, nothing is pure. Both their minds and consciences are corrupted. So there's a a premium that we need to put on purity of life. And there's a contrast that can be very uh, disruptive, right? Where the idea that, our lives become corrupt. And our consciences are just kind of gone. It says, they profess to know God, but their deeds they deny Him. <laughs> that's a really dangerous place. You know, say, I love Jesus. I love the people of God. I love. It. But every other activity speaks of something different. He says, that's a corruption. Very, very dangerous. So, okay. That's the bad news. We're about to shift gears. Thank goodness. (laughs) We are at times just ignorant of the big picture, right? There are times when we're simple, so to speak, but we also intentionally wander away. At times, we hear the voices of well-wishing prophets, and we say, oh, thank goodness, that's the way it should be. or there are times when there actually is a deceiver that would speak to us through others or Satan himself. That said, let's look at Proverbs. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not rely on your own understanding. Acknowledge Him in your ways and He will make your path straight. There's a hope tossed out there that says if you will, if you'll chase God, if you'll pursue truth, He's going to make a path that's straightforward. He's going to give you a path that you'll understand and that you can stay on. Don't be wise in your own estimation, fear the Lord and turn away from evil. This will bring healing to your body and refreshment to your inner self. I kind of like that translation. He says, "You set your course this way, and you're going to step into health in a measure that you didn't know before." And he says, "What's going on in here? It's going to be better than what's been." I like that idea. It says in the later in Proverbs, acquire truth and do not sell it. Wisdom, discipline, and understanding. He says, make it a premium that when you hear something of truth that you just grab onto that and say, this is mine. This is a nugget that's been opened up. This is for me. The contrast is the one who acts wickedly pays attention to evil counsel. A liar listens to malicious tongue. That's, a, that's an intriguing idea, isn't it? You want to you know how well you're doing? Evaluate those you're listening to. You get caught up in malicious talk and, and gossip and slander. Well, that's who you are. Do you get? Do you uh, you know? Are you receiving counsel from people that are corrupt themselves and going? Ah, well, that's who you are. <laughs> the Bible just menses words and kind of makes it hard to know, right? <laughs> it just lays it out there. You have this choice, or what am I going to do? I like this out of John 16. When He, the Spirit of truth, comes, He will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on His own authority, but He will speak whatever He hears and will tell you what is to come. Let's go back to this war thing of what's going on right now. Which side is right? Well, I don't know. I don't know if either one is. Well, which political party has a better handle on this? Well, I'm not sure. I'm not sure I trust any of them, quite honestly. But in reality, what what influence can I even have in that thing? And, and maybe I ought to be praying Lord, if there are people that I need to make contact with that I can help an individual, maybe I should do that. Or maybe there's a thing of saying, I know that there are millions of people that don't want to see the destruction of others. That don't want to see war going on at all. So I can pray, God, bring peace. Be with those that are suffering. Let your light be known even in those situations. Comfort hearts that are distressed by what they see even outside their house. Speak life into them in a way that reaffirms this world is temporal. And they have a great hope just like the rest of us of standing before God and hearing Him say, well done, enter in. That the big picture is such that even in war, God can be known and that He has prepared a day when He sets all things right. And help us, Lord, to keep that in front of us and not just to be caught up with the Legos. Jesus made this declaration. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And he's tying it in and just saying, you've got to cling to this. And you begin to find applications around you. I probably no other time in my life have I realized that every news source that I have had contact with has a muddiness to it that it doesn't, it's not as clear as what it once was to me. And virtually everyone that leads often has another agenda that isn't pure. And it is a time where I go, but Lord, (laughs) You have a plan in all of this. And I have opportunity to experience You guiding my steps. And the decisions that I need to make today, I can get wisdom from You and make appropriate decisions. You can give me understanding into what is coming across in purity and what is twisted you can cause me to understand what's well-wishing and what is true you can help me understand when somebody's saying something to to make my feelings feel good but they aren't necessarily speaking truth you can help me to speak truth when it needs to be spoken even though it may have an initial wound or hurt But if it moves us toward wholeness, it's what needs to happen. So Lord, we thank You for the hope that we have in You. And we say once again, help us to honor and cherish truth. Help us to receive truth. And help us to speak truth. Thank You that You sent Your Son to earth to reveal your ways and guide us into new life in you. Thank you that one day we will stand before you and we've been told in advance and we can prepare our hearts for that day. Amen. I'd like to pray for God's blessing upon you. May your blessing rest on these, your people. May they know the fullness of favor that you intend for their lives discover with joy what it is to walk in your truth. I ask as each one goes into the community that you'll give them words of life to speak over others, enable them to carry out the workings of your kingdom, gift them with the supernatural. Be lifted up and exalted, our Lord, we pray. We love you this day.